Hello. Hello, darling. Can you hear me? Yes, loud and clear. Wonderful. I'm hoping it's going through the mic, but uh, anyway. <laughs> we're, we're playing with technology, so. I'm playing with technology, and I don't know. I don't really understand <laughs> if it's going through the mic or not. Like, Oh, well. It you didn't ask me. It sounds fine, right? Yeah. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> yeah, it didn't say, like, connect the mic or anything to the phone. But anyway, whatever. Yeah. Okay. So... Today, we thought we might talk about sensitivity. Just yes, and, and people's sensitivities, we could even, you know, include those people who are HSP. Um, HSP? And What's HSP? High-sensitive people. Okay, thanks. High-sensitive person. <laughs> um, you can actually, um, if you are interested in watching any videos, Elaine Aaron E-L-A-I-N-E, Aaron, A-R-O-N, has several videos online that describes the the HSP um, personality. So she, you know, this is a, um, people who are HSP like myself and you, um, you know, we're part of the, uh, this this percent, it's a small percent, it's not a huge percent of people. Uh, that developed to be more sensitive and there are varying ways that we need to care for ourselves and part of the HSP um, issue is um, issue I don't like to call it an issue it's it's like you could call it a superpower or you could call it a a curse I like superpower better (laughs) you like superpower but you know it it comes with its its kryptonite yeah it has an edge to it it does which means that you know, the people who are high sensitive are going to um, need more downtime. They're going to be less able uh, to be in, let's say, big groups, right? You get over overstimulated. So it's really a sensory input. It can be overstimulation of lots of stuff in a room, uh, colors, sounds, even textures. It, it just really influences well, impacts the sensitivity of an HSP. You know, like all of a sudden you can just you can just snap. You're a gentle person, really sweet, and then you just you just kind of snap uh, because it's an overwhelm of sensory input. So, very interesting thing to be looking at. So, one of the things we we wanted to talk about today was um, when you get overstimulated. Um, you, you can be tuning into a lot of things through your physical and your subtle senses, right? So the subtle senses can be picking things up. So Elways, you brought up a, a nice uh, oh, example yeah. today. Yeah. So we were talking about what we were going to talk about. And I went, actually, this happened last night. I was walking to my dance class and I walked past a chiropractor's and immediately I felt my back twinge and I was like, ah, oh, and that, but I clocked it this time that it was walking past the chiropractors, and I was like, hmm. So, but uh, you know, I was like, well, that's not my stuff, and I was thinking that through. And yet, for the first couple of hours at my dance class, I was like, my back was irritating me. So, there's a classic example a classic example, and of course, the mind likes to come in and interfere with what's going on and Mm. it's not and remember what i'm about to say it's not that the mind is less important than the heart it's not that the heart is more important than the mind there there, these are um so there's the the i am that exists in this in this body mind Mm. and nothing is more important we have um um what do you call it? We have different ways that we present ourselves to the world, depending on the configuration of physical genetics, et cetera, et cetera. It's way too complex to determine. Right. Mm. So, um, sorry, a thing came on the screen here. It's the only thing I hate about phones is that the, the screen just did something <laughs> and it. There we go. There's the sensitivity, right? So, you know, super sensitive to things going on. It just came in and completely threw, threw off my whole, like my mind no longer uh, understands what I was saying. So 
um, like I would say to Eloise when she's walking by the chiropractor and that it continues, you know, one of the things we might say is, well, I'm taking on stuff. Well, you might be, but you don't know that. Yeah. So what would be something practical? I mean, it's a great answer to say, I'm taking on this, I'm taking on that. You know, if you're walking by something that has a loud screeching sound, or let's say you walk by a construction site and they're using a jackhammer, it's very loud. Um, something practical to do would be to get away from it. Yeah, put walk on the other side. Earplugs. You know, these, these are really practical things. Yeah. Because you are a being in the world. That's that, that's something that's happening. And, um, it, it, you know, it's not about stopping the other things from going on because then you've got a never-ending list of what you're going to stop, right? Uh, you know, <laughs> yeah. You'd never go anywhere my, or do anything. <laughs> you know, my, my favorite story, and I, I hope people understand it, but my mom didn't get it. Um, she would always get triggered by what other people do. So I arrive at her home and she's all flustered. And I said, what's, what's wrong now? And she proceeds to tell me that her sister, her sister-in-law came over. It was Easter, Greek Easter, and dropped off an Easter bread. And she, my mother, invited her sister-in-law into the house to have a little brandy, a betaksa, Greek brandy, because she brought the bread. Yeah. And she said, and the sister-in-law says, I don't have time. I just wanted to drop off the bread and say, happy Easter. And I'm off. And she leaves. And here I arrive and my mother is livid. Because she didn't come in and have this brandy she's supposed to have. Right. So I'm flabbergasted by this rule. This is a whole new rule the I've never heard before. That you have to, if it's, you it's, bread, you have to have the brandy. Yeah, but it's her tradition, right? It's her yeah, little okay. spin. Like, I've never thing. even heard of it before. Like, <laughs> I, you know, I might have seen people drop things off. But, you know, there are times you drop things off and you don't have a brandy or whatever. Yeah, especially So she's really, obviously there are things <laughs> going on in her that have nothing to do with her sister-in-law stopping, right? It's, yeah. it's a whole other ballgame. So you, you can sense this. So I kind of looked at this and I said, okay, new rule, note, take note, new rule, mom has, drop off an Easter bread, you must come in for brandy. Yeah. So I'm looking at the ridiculousness of these rules, right? These are the recipes we all live on. Right? Yeah. So, so I'm looking at this ridiculousness and I look at her and I said, you know what we'll do, mom? We're going to hire a couple of scribes to write down all your rules. By the time they finish writing all your rules, it'll be thousands and thousands and thousands of pages. But then we're <laughs> going to have this scribe who knows all the rules and knows how to look them up. Talk to a policeman. We're going to keep a cop in front of you. So whoever breaks the rules, you know, the, the, the cop will interview them to make sure that they follow your thousands and thousands and thousands of rules. So you won't get upset. And I started giggling. And of course, she looked at me. She said, I don't understand what you're talking about. Oh. Like it, was just, it was just like way off, right? So yeah. this is what we tend to do. Like, oh, you know, there should be sound laws. You know, if somebody wants to build something, you got to use a jackhammer to break it. Yeah. You want the streets to be better, right? So you got a bunch of people who want the streets to be fixed. Then a bunch of people who want, you know, control on sounds. Everybody has something they yeah. want. Exactly. We've everybody, got, everybody does. It's like we've got, we're fixing the train line from Brighton into London, so the trains are shut for seven days, and everyone's up in arms. And well, we've got to do it at some point. <laughs> exactly. It's we've, like we've got to. It's do never it. going to be convenient for everybody on the planet. <laughs> no, it's not. You know, uh, it's just not going to be convenient for everyone. You're going to have to figure out another way. Yeah. It's it's like taking your life. And putting it into the hands of someone else, mm. and this is the this is really hard for um, uh, HSPs. It's like, okay, I've got to stop um, all the cell lines, right? Come on, yeah. you know, you, you talk about I want I want you know less less cell, what's it called? Cell phone um, towers and uh, yeah, well, you know all this, this. Yeah, okay, th this is the new thing. It's like yeah. the five G, the five G word. Um, so, so we want all these things yet look around, stop buying the phones. Yeah. There's no, you know, just, just don't yeah. buy them. You know, yeah. If that's what you really want, you stop supporting it. You can't avoid technology. 
Well, you can. I mean, there are a lot of people who use um, the little tiny phones. You know, you could stop doing it. You could just stop. You could have your landline. You could go back to a rotary phone or, you know, the push phone. Just keep that in your house and that's the way you contact. Whizzed around. Was that? I like the ones you whizzed around. You have to wait for it to go back before you could dial the next number. You remember those? Yeah, it's a rotary phone. Right? Oh, is it? Oh, okay. A rotary phone. <laughs> yeah. A dial phone or rotary. Yeah. Or... yeah. So, so there, there are ways to make your choices and your vote counts. Like mm. You can watch companies um, go out of business because your vote counts. Yeah. Yeah. But the, 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 this is the problem uh, within us is that we are hypocritical. We want everything and we don't want the ramifications of it. So everyone right? wants cheap clothing, but they don't want people having to work in like hot houses making clothes. And want minimum wage. Yeah. And the, but they still want. Okay. You want minimum wage, then your clothing's going to have to be a lot more expensive. When you yeah. see people who are doing completely. Um, organic and you know blah 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 non-polluting clothing it's like three hundred dollars a dress yeah right it's it's not easy it's just not easy to to think about everything that you want so this comes down to your personal responsibility so I'm, i'm bringing this in because this is our tendency is to say, you know, oh, my God, poor me that I'm going to have to move out of the way. Let's say I'm a chiropractor because, you know, you could have you could have walked down another street, but there could have been another chiropractor there. So, yeah. so now what is something you can do as the individual, especially when it's allergic? Like in this case, it's allergic. Mm. So it's a little bit more subtle. If it was noise, you could put headphones on, you know, if it was um you know, bad visuals, you didn't like the way something looked or too many colors, you know, maybe it's time to get the to the country or, um, you know, one of the things that um, is possible and it's not super expensive is to create a room that you have where you don't experience noise, like just put up cork on the walls, right? Yeah. Get a cork Egg wall. Cork. <laughs> yeah, there's lots of stuff you can do that y- you can... Um, you know, to take care of yourself, right? Yeah. Um, this is this is really ultimately what we're doing. So one of the things, this gets a little harder now, right? So we're bringing up this, I just want to make this organized. So one thing is, if you're blaming the outside and trying to change the outside, check and see where you're a hypocrite and see what you can do to change the world. If you think there should be no 5G, then make sure you're not buying phones that are 5G. Make sure you're supporting the very thing that you want. Right. Even just giving up your fancy phone. Mm. Give it up. Give up your smartphone. There are a lot of people who are techie. Um, I'll uh, give a shout out to Computing Forever. He's a guy who who talks online. He checks out uh, tech. He's just got one of the flip phones. Yeah. Right. He's a techie guy, but he's like, I don't want to be stuck to my phone. So he got rid of it and just uses a flip phone. And this is an online techie guy. Yeah, yeah. He's called Computing Forever. So um, you can do it. You can do it. It's just it's just all habit. It's just yeah. Um, uh, yeah it's, being a spoiled brat. Being a spoiled brat, basically. Right? Yeah, I mean, this spoiled energy that we about mobiles. People are so glued to them. I've turned all the notifications off for everything on my phone. So it doesn't constantly keep going, oh, this person's done this and this person's done that. And because it just distracts you. It's Right. I, I have my phone off all the time, which people complain mm. about. So oh, yeah, I have uh, my you have to contact. They, I have to be contacted by basically email. So yeah. if you're not, you know, it'll take me really long if it's messenger because I don't have messenger on my phone. It's too. Heck, messenger does once it's on your phone, but I just hate it. Um so, you know, I've added a few things because of uh, clients like, um, what's it called, WhatsApp? Yeah. Um, and it's it's easy to get in touch with people around the world so you're not always on Skype and you can text and yeah. blah, blah, blah. So, you know, but Skype is good enough. I, why do we have to have two? Like, what happened? You know, everybody was using Skype. Why did we have to go to WhatsApp? Like, well, why was that essential, you know? Yeah. 
it, it doesn't make it it just didn't it just doesn't matter but people just did that right yeah it's like everything changes well it's like the the convenience like, that we have yeah. but it is more invasive in our lives it's a convenience, yeah. but it's more invasive. Mm. So I can see how WhatsApp is more convenient than Skype Yeah, uh, on the phone, but it's quicker, it's easier, da-da-da. Uh, but for that convenience, we pay for giving our data away. Yeah. More time taken away from our lives. If you have to take a little bit longer to communicate with someone through Skype on your phone, it's probably better. Yeah. Right. Because you're not addictively just answering. You're really saying, okay, I'm going to take my time when I get to answer this person. And we're not just creating these quick contact relationships. Right. Yeah. Which are, by the way, completely overwhelming to an HSP. I don't know about you, but I am completely overwhelmed if there's, you know, a phone message a message on WhatsApp or several, because there's never just one. And then you've got text messaging and then you've got email. Yeah. Right? And it's like, there, there are, these are just too many ways there's to communicate. Too many ways. And that's the thing. It's like, I've got people that contact me on email one minute and then messenger the next and then text message and then WhatsApp and then Facebook messenger. And then, and then I can't find where we had a conversation. <laughs> it's just like, I'm sure we had that conversation. I can't find it because there's 18 different routes of communication. It really is. And <laughs> some people are not overwhelmed by it. They're just, yeah. um, what's it called? Um, uh, it's very id oriented, which technology does do, mm-hmm. right? It gets you very id. I want it and I want it now. Yeah. There isn't a, you know, one of the things that I'm really trying to get to here is, um, the the id orientation is one thing i want what i want and i want it now and uh this sensitivity to what is it i really need in this moment and not what my mind needs Mm. right because you can you can have a bunch of noise and say what i need is to, to call the city and tell them to stop you know breaking my road apart no this is this is insane it's it's you um against the world when you need your road to be repaired and if you don't need your road to be repaired maybe it's time you move to a place where you don't need roads <laughs> there are plenty of places where there are no roads yeah right it's 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 figuring out but people say no no i'm not going to do that because i want the convenience so that i could go and take the metro and well if you want to take the metro and you want all these things operating you need roads yeah. to get there yeah you need your sidewalks you you, you can't be asking for your personal id, ego-oriented, I want, I want, yeah. and what I want, I want out, which the, the cell phone does do. Yeah, It gives you that immediate, yeah. immediate gratification. It's, it's, it is interesting. I'm just thinking there's quite a few venues where we dance at, where the people who live next door moan about the noise. And it's like, but when you moved into this place, you knew there was a pub or a venue next door. Exactly. And it's like, how is it practical for us to stop doing everything in this venue just to please you? It's like, it is insane. Really, it's, um, you know, and you could say maybe they they moved in and the pub moved in later. No, but yeah, even like if the that things occurred. have been there a hundred years before the building that they moved right. into. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Yes, I understand that. Yeah. But let's say you don't know all the details. Yeah. I like to work with I don't know all the details because people get into the details and they argue about the details. So it's like I don't know. We don't know. No. The the thing is is that we are able to make choices every day and choose um, based on what the the real I needs, not the ego, the it. Like, so we'll go back to you walking by the chiropractor. Mm. We're finally getting there. But, oh, yeah. <laughs> so you're walking by, your mind might say, I'm taking on people's stuff. Let's say it did that. Yeah. Right? So, so now you've gone into mental activity, which is now going to validate that I've just taken on the chiropractic stuff. Meanwhile, you don't know if it's something you need. Yeah, absolutely. And you haven't attended to yourself. You've now attended to others. So so the moment you've put your attention on others, what do you think is going to happen? 
Well, your focus is away from you. Your focus is away from you. And now you're actually going to focus on what others are going through. You're going to focus on people who have backaches. And if you're sensitive to it, you definitely are going to pick it up. So you've done no service to yourself. So this, this is my point about not looking outside yourself. So, you know, just a simple thing of putting your hand on your heart and connecting. So it just distances you from the mind, right? Now, again, I'm not saying one is better than the other, but we could say, make a, a generalization here, is that most people are more strongly identified with the head. The, and yes. that's a metaphor for the mind. There are even people who say, no, 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 I think that I am more heart-oriented. So the minute you hear, I think I am more heart-oriented, oh. that's still the mind, yeah. right? So oftentimes people can have... Um, the mind blocking the communication with the heart. Yeah. So my sense, my sense is just, well, a simple putting your hand on your heart, simple touching your heart. And, and here you are walking by the chiropractor. You're probably going to get a lot of information telling you what's going on in your body. Mm -hmm. And you may even tune into healing because picking up the energy from the chiropractor an osteopath, whatever you pass by, it can, it can do some healing within yeah and at the same time that focus on self um is a counterbalance let's say to the focus on others so it almost creates um well i would say it does it creates a sort of energetic um expansion where you're pushing away the others Mm. right because there's no there's there's no room for others when we focus on ourselves Well, yes, in a way. I want to keep it open because, you know, somebody okay. could try and, and, and put the focus on themselves, but they still have a tendency to think of others, so they might still get the influence. So you could have a combination of things going on mm-hmm. within you. But as you keep practicing and you're focused clearly, well, you put yourself first. You think of yourself first, which most people think is selfish. But we're talking about healthy selfishness. That is the connection of uh, you're connected straight to, let's say, God, or connected straight to consciousness. If you're connected directly to consciousness, mm. even if you've got filters and it's screwing it up, it doesn't matter. You keep you keep working with the direct connection to self, then you know what to do in your world. Mm. Right, then you yeah. know, know what to do. You may make some mistakes, that's fine. It doesn't matter. We're always making mistakes. And you you learn through that conflict. But the the moment that you have the capacity to look at self, so this is the same as putting your oxygen mask on yourself first on the airplane before you put it on someone else. Yep. So you're consistently acknowledging what's going on within self and making your choices, the discernment, the feminine and masculine balance out where you know, the masculine likes, you know, the Carl Jung said that through the animus of the feminine, there's there's this desire for union and the anima through the masculine. Sorry, the animus through the feminine yeah. seeks a, a discernment and the anima through the masculine seeks union. Right. Oh, OK. OK, so so those things are occurring at the same time. So this discernment needs to be attended to, which is heart energy, small intestine energy. We all know that. Uh, Well, I don't know about everybody knowing that, but that is heart (laughs) energy to to discern and to to, uh, harmonize, right? Yeah. It's really because the heart chakra is between the masculine and the feminine. So that's really the, the union of both. So when you're looking at these two coming together, right, the, the masculine and the feminine, and then this union in the heart, but also discernment, right? But the lower chakras are the feminine, which are more dis- about discernment, and the upper are about union and vision and all that kind of like... Um, a pie in the sky stuff that's what our masculine does right and our feminine anchors it and grounds it so yeah. when the masculine goes too far up in the sky the feminine pulls them down 
Yeah. When the feminine goes too far down the rabbit hole, well, the masculine pulls up. And this push-pull needs to occur all the time. Yeah. This can't, there, there is nothing that remains in a consistent um, stasis of harmony. It is a constant um, discernment and differentiation and a, um, um, uh, the, the variation of the vibration of life, right? life is always vibrating differently. Their choices are different to make that really grounded. You know, today the streets are clear tomorrow. It might be snowing and you got snow on the street. You're, you're in that space of adaptability, right? Yeah. We want to adapt. So there's this constant adaptation. So when it comes to, well, attend to self, see what kind of adaptation you need in a given moment. If you're if you decide to go out and colors overwhelm you and sound, you know it, it's not the time to sit around and say, "I got to get everybody to conform to me." It's a, it's a perfect time to get up and say, "I need to go home." Yeah. In my little room that I've soundproofed and I have nothing in it, I have no colors. I just have white walls. And um, you know, this is something I like to do: is put a really heavy blanket on me. Oh yeah. Put pillows. And, um, you know, that really helps with Kundalini. It helps with um, uh, sense, uh, sensitivity, sensory overload, sensory overload. Sorry, I was going to say, have you seen those gravity blankets they're selling at the moment? Yes, they've got, like, they're weighted, right? Yeah, I think so. They're, they're, quite, they're quite pricey. Yeah, but I, yeah. talking about that, like if I'm in bed, I always have to have something heavy on me. Yes, I can't. I can't sleep if I don't have weighted. You know, so I often weighted. put a blanket on, like a heavy blanket on my bed, just to put more weight on the duvet. Yeah, I love it. Mm. I just love it. It's so so helpful. Yeah, um, I have a pretty heavy duvet. It's one of those. It's it's silk fiber, so it's quite quite heavy and yeah. I double it up and I lay it on me and it just feels so good but sometimes you want more yeah you know definitely. you just want but I saw those gravity blankets I was like yeah yeah. yeah I'd like the gravity blanket and I'd like the the um the thing I'm asking the universe for is give, bring me those um those headphones they're really expensive they're like 500 bucks oh $450 yeah. plus tax um the Bose um noise canceling you know, so I keep going, please, universe, find Aww. a way to bring them to me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I had, a, I know someone who had a pair for flying. Yeah. Yeah, not only for flying, but even, um, I don't think you hear it, but I can hear outside this room. It's not soundproofed. You know, so I don't mind when it's birds, but I can hear banging. And I don't know if anybody, nobody else, said, everyone else who's on, let's say, online or, um on the phone they say they don't hear it so if for me if i had that noise canceling mm. um it would be so helpful because i'm so sensitive to the voices and the noises um it would be great and even when people you know people do a lot of things when they're talking to me they'll be moving and it's very very distracting um when i'm when i'm working yeah so you know it's really nice to to have that noise canceling. Mm. But I'm telling the universe, please bring them to me. <laughs> <I love> that. <laughs> so it's like, bring them to me, yeah. bring them to me, bring them to me. I mean, I used to listen to music constantly. And now I have to be very, doing a very boring task to want to listen to music. Or if I like yeah, it's really... things, I can. But if I'm working, I can't. But I like yeah, I... the fact that I, when I moved to where I am now, I wanted to be in like in the middle of the city so I can hear people outside. So even if I'm shut away on my own for three days, I still know there's people outside. Does that make any mm-hmm. sense? But so the noise yes. of the traffic and people around doesn't bother me at all. But like if there's something that like I've turned jarring, on, sense, right? It's, know, it, jarring. it's... The, the white noise works mm. right white noise i like white noise so you know I, there's certain movies that i'll put on it in my headphones and it's not necessarily that i'm watching them but they have a constant pace oh. but if i put something that has a that's jarring in any way 
I have to turn it off right away. But I can have something that is in the background. It's it just calms me down. Yeah. This constant, but music is so turns on all my senses. Yeah. Too much, Too like much. you know. I've tried classical. I've tried, you know. Yeah. Uh, peaceful. Yeah. It just, it, it just gets me going too much. Yeah. Right. So I'm like, no, no I can't do that. <laughs> and I know a lot of people listen listen to music while they're working. Yeah, I can't do it. I can... But I can put a really boring movie, and I will not know what that movie's about. <laughs> now, I could... it's like, yeah. like these movies can be um, just a white noise. Yeah. And I don't even know what I watched. Yeah. I know or listened to. I have no clue. Yeah, you've no idea. Yeah. No, I, yeah, I, I, I find go, it what? hard when I'm stressed. If I want to sit and watch a movie, like to watch a movie I've never seen before is too stressful for me. So I'll quite often yes. put on a movie that I already know where I know every word yes. that's coming up. Because Yeah, it's like a white a white noise. Yeah, it's even very calm. I'm sat and watching it, like I know exactly what's gonna happen next. It's like there's no stress. Yes, yes, I agree. Yeah, whereas I'm like, I'd really like to watch that, uh, like new movies, but I'm like, no, I can't cope with it today. No, let's put no, the thunder on again. <laughs> and it's also uh, the visual with the auditory. I often like just the auditory, oh, so I don't okay. want the visual. Yeah. If it's visual and auditory, I can't, I can't do it. And if it's jarring, forget it. Mm. It's got to be a constant monotone. Um, there's nothing really going on. <laughs> and it's, the pattern of the film, I know. Like, there's these patterns of movies that you know. Yeah. And they don't, they don't disrupt. So there are lots of little solutions that you can find on your own. Yeah. And that goes to, to another little topic that I kind of wanted to bring into this was, you know, being super gentle with whatever's going on. If, if, if you're not gentle with yourself, you can't hear what you need. So that when you think, when you think properly, you you really understand that the mind can be very harsh, mm. right? So when you start to think properly, you really use a sense of reasoning, not not drivel analysis that you've heard over and over again. Yeah. But a good sense, of just reasoning out, hey, what is actually going on with me, rather than bringing in assumptions. Right. So if I'm walking by something and I say, oh, I'm taking on something, that is a clear assumption about what's going on. You really want to investigate what's going on. Yeah. And the way to investigate is, well, the mind doesn't know the answer. That's for sure. Mm. So I've got yeah. to get connected to what's actually going on. And when you link to the heart, it helps you figure out what's going on everywhere. Yeah. And then you can take care of it, which could be a bar- we've given a lot of varying ideas. Yeah. And also, you know, going back to those responsibility talks that we have, no matter how, um, you know, how many different topics we come to, there needs to be that responsibility. Right. The ability to respond, having being responsible for yourself and what's going on with you. Not, oh, my God, this is disturbing me. So I need to get the you know world to make a new law yeah you know that says you can't do this this is this is uh, this is just a way to um to continue the limitation of of the world of everyone like the more you say you want things to be limited and um you need people will get really intense about this right mm. the government should the government should meanwhile that's a lack of responsibility and you're putting um what you can do simply and easily is connecting with yourself and uh, stop asking other people and i know that there are plenty of people that are that the wounds prevent you from seeing this right mm-hmm. you're, there there's so many people who are wounded and um it prevents them from seeing that responsibility is actually a beautiful, gentle thing. Yeah. It's so self-love right. just to honor what you need. And and to take care of it yeah. yourself. Yeah. Right? Because there's such an externalization of self. It's almost, well, you, you know, a lot of people say I project or you project onto the world, which is true. Um, the the internal wounding 
that one has um, is seen everywhere around them. So if you have a disconnect with yourself, you're going to perceive the world as being disconnected from you. Yeah. Right? If you think harshly, you're going to perceive the world as doing harsh things to you. Um, it sounds, you know, so simplistic. Um, in a way, it is. It's really, really simple so often, right? Yeah. If you see something out there and you are unable to take a practical action, then your wound is definitely um, giving you alarm signals. So you've got to look within rather than looking outside, even though it is the thing outside that set the alarm off. Mm. But you, it's like blaming the messenger, isn't it? Yeah. How dare you tell me that the sky is blue? <laughs> Don't know right. example. Can how, <laughs> yeah, how dare you? How dare you make a noise when I'm so sensitive to noise? Yeah. Right? You know, and, and you go up to the person and say, stop making noise. But I have to build this thing. Yeah. There's sewage coming into my house. <laughs> You know, I don't care. You, yeah. you know, this is as much as you don't care about the other person, you're going to experience whatever they're doing is not caring about you. Mm. And not that I'm saying to care about the other, but your lack, your perception of lack of caring is the lack of caring for self. Yeah. Though you will not see the, the thing that's incredible um, with such, it's so easy to understand that. Um, we are the ones projecting our wound on the outside world, but people will defend and adhere to the idea that it is the other that is the cause of their problems. This is the ultimate in irresponsibility. We, we may not have been the actual cause of our problems, but the, 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 the requirement to have a, a a healthy life is that you take responsibility even though terrible things happen to you mm. right terrible things have happened to me yeah but i'm responsible for them even though other people have done things to me okay uh, whatever you know by the time i was able to to make my choices in life then that's when I made my choices and I have to be responsible. Even if it's other people who've done things, right? It, it, it's still me who's having the experience. And I'm the one who needs, needs to take care of it. So it's the same as, you know, something terrible can happen to you. And I don't want to di dismiss it because it is painful. But if you fall down and skin your knee, that is your experience. Now you have a scar, let's say. You need to be responsible for that. Mm. It's not that you're to blame for falling down. That's not it at all. This is where this gentleness is coming in. It's that that is part of the experience in this lifetime. You've had this experience. You can't control the experience. You've had it. And now, well, I am the person with a scar on my knee. Yeah. Whether, you know, even though it was a bit of ice that was there or something, right? <laughs> You know, or I was too tired and I tripped over something. Yeah. I know, you know, and this is where the mind will go crazy. I can almost, you know, hear what people are saying. Yeah, but I was this and this happened to me. Yes, it's terrible. And I'm sorry that these terrible things happen. But the only recourse you have is to be responsible for your experience, despite whether, you know, you had terrible parents or you were raped or you were attacked or whatever. Mm. you still have to take responsibility mm. and that is not blame it is not the the, the hard thing yeah. to, for people to understand is there's no blame anywhere yeah you know yes someone might have done something to you they might have hit you over the head with a hammer and you know now you've lost your eyesight um yes that's terrible but you still have to take responsibility and you know, maybe figure out how you could see again, you know, get your brain repaired, you know, start doing things so that the repair occurs. That's, that's all you can do. Yeah. And this is not resignation. This is really, I went on an adventure. I lived life and I met my cyclops. I met the sirens. Yeah. 
Well, life would be boring if nothing ever happened, I always think. Well. Well, you need the skull. It's like it. It feels like a- I don't. Th- I don't think we could even assess whether life would be boring or not. Yeah, without the experience, because this experience involves conflict. Yeah, the, the, the body no is way around conflict. that. There's no way around the conflict. So I don't even know if, without any conflict, I don't even know if we would have perception. True. Right? Would I be able to perceive color if there was no conflict? You know, like the color hitting my rods and cones. Yeah, there's, there's some form of tension and contraction and expansion in some way going on. Mm. Right? Or the way light is refra- reflected. There's a uh, refracted. There's there's a conflict. I can't remember how all this works in the eye, but. The, <laughs> It hits the rods and cones and reverses everything, right? And the there's there's a form of of conflict everywhere. Yeah. You know, if there was nothing hitting the eye, there would be nothing. There would be no perception. If there was nothing to hear, there would be no perception. There would be no conflict. There would be no noise or vibration to create a conflict in the eardrums right yeah so anyway i'm just going yeah, to yeah. just think about this now because i hear it often if there was no conflict it would be boring i think it would be I, you know if i really try to to process that i you know it wouldn't just be boring there would be no existence yes and i, I can't prove it but it seems to me it, it, existence occurs out of conflict mm out of something conflicting something else yeah right so so duality um seeing you know a color opposed to another color with you know or black and white you if everything was just black you there would be no movement on your black and white screen right yeah so you have varying shades of you don't only have black and white you have varying shades of of black and white Mm. right so Shades of gray. My point being is that that saying life would be boring is is really, I think, I know it's a saying. People say it often. Yeah. Um, but I really think it's it's a misconception. But I agree. I, really, I don't think there would be anything if it was. Yeah, there would be nothing. So life is in conflict. And there are certain conflicts that don't bother us, right? I mean, I like it that my immune system is killing bugs. Yeah. Yeah, I don't have any... one of mine. Yeah, it's like kill kill those bugs that come in, and and you know you could think that that's a dumb example, but it's not because I've met people who um, are trying to be so peaceful and will not even consider war, where they've stopped the capacity of the immune system, that belief system, for attacking anything. So there's no war in the body. So let's say cancer is taking over. Yeah. Which is fascinating, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's really this gentleness with conflict. Like one of my favorite things since I was a kid is, you know, people would walk through, you know, like a, a wooded area and say, oh, it's so peaceful. And say, really? Do you know how much murder and mayhem is going on? That bird just went <laughs> yeah. and ripped a worm apart, swallowed it, you know, half alive and... <laughs> And it's, it's, uh, oh, and the other one's, you know, taking it to its babies and they're ripping the little wound, the worm into pieces, right? Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you know, it, 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 yes, that it's, nature is beautiful. The sound of birds is beautiful. Yeah. But yet there's tons of violence going on. There's murder. Yeah. You know, this, this perception is, of nature is this wonderful, peaceful thing. Uh, is such a weird thing to me. Yeah, Mother Nature is quite insane. You know, uh, that's why the yeah the term climate change is so disturbing, because it's it's a generalized term for uh, what has always occurred, which means climate is changing all the time. So yeah, it has no meaning. Going through cycles, it it has no meaning. Well, yeah, I could leave this room and then I'm going to have climate change. Yeah. Yep. I mean, there's no. I can walk to the other other end of this room, and there's climate change. Yeah. I mean, the climate is constantly changing, and it's it, you know it's non-specific. It has no. It's like climate change. So what? And they, you know, there was a change. I don't know. 
well, like, why did they change the, the term, right? Obviously, they changed the term because something something's going on in the, the, well, I think those models, right? They have these models of climate determining what's going to happen. They can't predict the weather, you know, a day in advance. Oh, I know. The but they... I, I love it when I'm sitting, you know, outside and it's raining and they say, oh, it's a beautiful sunny day or it's, they say it's going to, you know, it's going to be sunny today and I'm sitting in the rain, right? Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's hilarious. And, you know, people call in and say, no, no, it's it's sunny out, you know. They go, oh, my God, because they don't have any windows in their radio station or whatever. Yeah. So it's quite, it's quite funny, that, you know. That, it's going to rain all know, day. Yeah, it's, it's, it's hilarious that we really haven't been very good at predicting weather. Mm. You know, we haven't been. We haven't variables. Been, too many, variables, too many variables. There's so much they don't know about, you know, what the temperature was. And, yeah. and, and anyway, that's, that's neither here nor there. What I'm, I, I'm just trying to say, I find disturbing <laughs> in, in our world is to use terminology that has um, a generalized meaning. Mm. So when someone says, uh, do you believe in climate change? Who could say no? Yeah, it's not it's possible, possible to say no because you experience climate change all the time, yeah. so it has no meaning. But there are assumptions uh, based on the meaning, mm. which is so. Um, yeah, that's nasty. Almost, mm. it's like I don't know what you you know. And of course, I believe in climate change, and then you know, well, what does that mean to you, right? These are these are things that are so important for us to explore as individuals. Yeah. And to constantly be looking at, you know, who who in their mind, reasonable mind wouldn't want to look at how we're interfering with our environment. Mm. Everybody wants to to take care of that. There's no one who, who unless you're a little bit psychopathic or sociopathic or something that you don't want the world to be a better place you want to take care of garbage you want to take care of you know all these different things yeah but you also want your solutions to be solutions yeah right uh you know the the solution that we put a carbon tax on the airfare what has that done for anybody it's just taking more money to put into the government yeah when you going could, on trees you, you could actually be using, trees. yeah, yeah. You could you could be using it to plant a tree, or you could be using it to help those wonderful companies that um, that actually clean out the ocean. There's so many people cleaning out the ocean. There's so many wonderful things happening, and where we can put our focus, yeah, but we end up putting our focus again on back to this topic where we think somebody else should do it. No, you're the one who's doing it. I'm doing my job. I'm helping people realize, to, you know, be responsible for yourself, which heals them. Yeah, there's huge healing in that. Yeah. Every time that responsibility comes in, people transform their lives. So now that you're responsible, you get to choose where you're going to put your money. Why would I give it to a middleman who's going to decide for me where the money goes? And you know darn well that once it goes into the government machine, it, what's it going to do? Yeah. It, it hardly does anything. Mm. Right, it does. Yeah. It does very little. It's or is going it equally, into... you can go. Okay, let's go and plant some trees down the road. And and how great uh, we've been in afforestation, right? Yeah. Britain, Britain is uh, is in the process of afforestation. I think Britain has the most trees, most forest ever than than the history of Britain. Well, apart from when it was all trees. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I don't know about that. I don't know. Well, they reckon it was at one. I don't think it was all trees. Yeah. No, no. no, no. We had like we had no. lots of bad storms at the end of the eighties. Um, but yeah, everything's going back now. No, we're going further back than that. Yeah, yeah. You're looking back through through however they do all the testing where yeah. um, they can see where all the the trees were, and now there are more trees than ever. This is interesting. Uh, Brazil is about to afforest. I think it's another year and oh, a half. Oh, great! Yeah, That's right. So, exciting, so this this weird thing that we keep talking about deforestation, and yet it's not true anymore. Yeah, you know. And we we focus on the negative. Now that doesn't mean you wouldn't focus on the bad things that are going on, and you wouldn't look at it for improvement. 
Yeah. But why are we focusing on talk, talking about the, the, the bad things that are happening when we could be talking about the people who are actually doing something about it? Yeah. Right? The people who are actually doing something about it. Like um, uh, Ocean 30. I love them. They make oh, little yeah. bracelets. Yeah, out of, give money out of for things. their massive all products. So, yeah. yeah, they're just great, right? Mm. They take one bracelet, take out a pound of garbage. You, you help them do that. You yeah. know, support who you want, right? And and that site humanprogress.org. Okay, we've got we've gone a little bit off topic. Oh, yeah. But it, it isn't. It's really this, I mean, it's such a vast uh subject of how we can connect with ourselves and, and really look at how the mind um, gets wasted in a vast sea of supposition uh, and assumptions uh, rather than really starting to examine, right? Mm. And there are a lot of good people out there who helped examine, right? Yeah. All right. So I think we can end on that note, even <laughs> okay. though it's talk-a-block full of stuff that um, <laughs> we'd love to examine, but we'll... Um, We'll stop for now and let us know what you'd like to hear more about. Yeah, get in touch. The email address you know, will be somewhere here. I'd love to hear anything you have to say about any of the research that's out there. You know, share all of that with people mm. um, so we can um, know what's going on, right? Uh, if you have any other sites, I love humanprogress.org. Yeah. You know, they're always bringing up what's really good going on because the media loves to focus on all the negative and we're bombarded by media through our phones through um the internet and the, the television i don't know i don't think there's a huge portion of people who watch television anymore um that's just a small group of uh, people uh, yeah shrinking i think yeah it's quite small right yeah the, but people still get shocked i don't have a tv um, yeah, but it's going to depend on whether they're watching media, et cetera. A lot of people yeah. don't watch media, even though they have a TV, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't watch the news, even though they have a television, right? Yeah, true. So, so that's a little different. Yeah. It's the, it's the media sort of type of people out there who just watch, you know, that the media that tells you what's going on and it has nothing to do with what you see at your window. Mm. I love that, right? You're watching all this stuff and you're like, well, I'd like to look out my window and see what's happening. Yeah, it's nice to hear on the news everything is happening around the world, but what's happening here? Well, yeah, is it happening outside my window? Yeah. Where is this? Yeah, I think that's the one benefit of Facebook is actually being able to connect with people locally and find out what's happening on your doorstep. Yeah, that can that's be. Right. Yeah. That can be good. Yeah. Anyway, <laughs> another topic for another day. Another topic for another day. Yeah. All right, my love. Have okay. a wonderful one. Yeah. And take care of yourself. Take care of one. Have a good trip. I know yeah. you're going on a trip. <laughs> Maybe you'll share that next time. Oh, okay. All right, sweetie. Take Bye. care. Bye. You too. Bye.